0: Folks, that includes Bill, that includes me, Perry the Commish, Ferda Bill. We're running a little behind schedule, but if you're listening on the podcast, that doesn't concern you in the slightest. I just had to make a roster uh, move, Bill, even before the pod started. It would have been at the end of the pod if we started our normal time. Uh, But Bill, how are you feeling today? We're we're all running around trying to do real life things, so it's uh, it's not as easy. Yeah,
1: real life is not fun, but EHA is fun. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: I had to sub in Josh Manson to my last pair D in place of Marcus Pedersen, who was playing a little better, but is not playing as many games this week. So the sub was made and and uh, Manson just came off of IR. So good news. Any, any good I, news for the, the skating capitals, Bill?
1: I had to pick up a guy named Jacob McDonald and I put him in on my team because uh, Eric Brandstrom is in the minors now. So I uh, – I'm playing Jacob McDonald. That sounds very Empire Hockey Association-esque of a move. I know it's – I guess we're somewhat flipping up the script a little bit, but Mm -hmm. transaction-wise, I did happen to notice that after an 0-3 week, Toronto made significant transactions. There was people getting cut like crazy. Nicholas Halmerson was cut. Brayton Coburn was cut. Uh I think Matthew Shane got cut too, if I remember right. So, like there was some significant action, a message being sent by the Toronto uh brass there, uh trying to switch it up after an 0-3 week. It's make or break for Toronto and and uh some messages being made by those transactions, Perry. As you might expect, right? Yeah. If I remember uh... Andy, Andy Green got picked up. I remember that because I was gonna try to pick up Andy Green knowing that i needed a defenseman and had instead went and got jacob mcdonald of course yes
0: let's take a look at the uh teams of the week bill and i i I I was just shy of the teams of the week by the way if you didn't know
1: you had a good week north North, North stars are running hot perry
0: both both uh alexan and i the sabers and the north stars uh both went three and oh with 429 combined for the three games points but uh were out of the top three because
1: you know it was really hot was the cookie machine himself jelly 170 right something like that yeah yeah he was the high score of the week
0: jelly first team second team was the montreal canadian canadiens and then the the hated chicago blackhawks for the third team of the week but still managed to go three and
1: oh uh seven teams went three and oh bill well, and three of them, three of them in the Pat Adams division cuz Quebec, Montreal, Buffalo, the top 3 teams in the Pat Adams division all went 3 and 0. You know, 3 and 0. The last place team in the Pat Adams division
0: <laughs> the Boston, the Boston yes. Bruins.
1: <laughs> what yep. a
0: what a week for Boston,
1: huh? He, he he equaled his win total for the season in one week. Doubled it. So, yeah. Well, you know, doubled equaled, yeah, three depends on your verbiage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Three, it's up to 3 to 6. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's go over,
0: continuing on with the Gazette Bill. Let's uh, take a look at the uh, forwards of the week as I can set them to the right amount of days.
1: Maybe. Why can't I? I can say this. Go ahead, the, Bill. The, the leading free agent uh, point producer of the past week was none other than former Washington Capital Kyle Ocpozo, uh, who produced seven and a quarter points uh, from your free agent pool. Oh, here's where I fix it. So there you go. And then a bunch of Dallas stars. All right. I've, I've fixed
0: the what I was messing with here. Oh, Ocpozo, right. I see that he's gone. Top players of the week. Let's see if uh Patrick did it right this time. First was Zabanajad, yes. Mike Zabanajad continues to this Rangers team, IRL Bill. They're really putting up some numbers.
1: Well that and uh the caps one big, the, re, the yeah. real life real life caps too, like have they just can't get past the damn Rangers. I don't understand it, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, they took, they took advantage four. of the Flyers there that week, that game. Yeah. Four,
0: four and four for Zibanejad, giving him a 33 fantasy points on the week, 8.2 pie for game. Connor McDavid, a likely uh, suspect there, 27 seven, five, 4 goals, four assists as well. And then Miko Rontanen for uh,
1: Chicago. He was involved in a big league trade uh, in the offseason in this league. From you, 26.75 points, almost nine points a
0: game. He only played three games, but he still put up a massive number. He's a top points per in that uh, top ten there. He's good at hockey. Absolutely. Four goals, three assists from Miko Rantanen from Colorado. Uh, Moving on, Bill, to the top uh, defenseman of the week. We have – I not think it's that this week, but it is Victor Hedman, 22 points – Uh, paying off for uh, Quebec in that deadline deal, 4.4 per game, a goal and five assists in five games. If you get over a point per game from a D-man, you'll take that. Also over a point per game was another deadline deal player, uh, Darnell Nurse, 19 points on the week, 4.75 for the new owner, Detroit. That sounds about right. (laughs) And then Tyson Berry for Edmonton, who's kind of coming on strong at the end of the season. Uh, 18.75 for a 4.69 points per game average, six assists over four games for Edmonton. It helps when you play, uh, with the uh, McDaddy up there. Uh, it, it, it's you, really you get some secondary assists along the way,
1: you very much do. And uh, this whole experience it, it, it's it just makes me realize how terrible of an owner I am, really, because. Bill. I, well, no, I mean, four of the last six players you mentioned were on my team a year ago. I had Ranton, I had Barry, I had Nurse. Uh, I feel like all somebody right. else you said I probably had. So it's just gonna... go, it goes down to terrible ownership on my part. Okay, well, it's, it's not intended. It's not General intended. manager
0: work, really, but yeah. Well, we, we,
1: we all wear multiple hats in this thing.
0: Good point, you know? good point. Yeah. Good point. Owner and general manager and coach. Okay, let's move on to goalie real quick, Bill. Uh, Top goalie of the week was Phil Grubauer uh, for Jelly, the team of the week. Yep, three victories, only one goals against, only one shutout. I don't know how that works, but... The math is not working out for, from on my end. Well, anyway, I think 30-
1: d- he came in relief in a game. If I remember, that's right. probably why. Yeah. That's it, probably why. That he that crazy never shut Ducks. Out. That crazy Ducks game where the Ducks were up like four nothing. If I remember right, I think he had to come in, and that's I see. why. That's why the real life Avalanche I think traded for Jonas Johansson because they're not really pleased with what they're getting out of Hunter Miska, <laughs> and neither was the EHA owner who had Hunter Miska. I don't remember who that is, uh, but <laughs> he dropped Miska for Johansson.
0: Wow. When when Art imitates life, as they say, right, Bill?
1: Correct. Yes, that's correct. Yes.
0: Uh, Drew Saros for Real Life Nashville for Detroit. 32 points in two games. That's 16 per game. (laughs) That's the best of any goalie uh, this week. Although, oddly enough, did not post a shutout. He just had two games where he gave up one goal, but he combined for almost 90 saves in the two games. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Goodness gracious.
0: That's too much, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. And our third goalie of the week, Bill... (laughs) is thatcher demko actually patrick again with giving us full team information maybe he just likes cal peterson i don't know but <laughs> cal peterson was the fourth goalie of the week anyway thatcher demko again in the top three he's been in the top three for i don't know how many weeks in a row bill we should probably yes. write this stuff down
1: it's probably bad news for brain holpy
0: yeah 30.75 yeah. points in the week 10.25 per game he went three and zero, made 103 saves over three games including eight on the penalty kill. Uh, Juice Saros, by the way, 20 PK saves. Uh, Grubauer had 19. So giving up shots on the the PK, not as bad as giving up goals. Uh, Patrick goes into his postseason prognostication here. Yeah, he
1: broke out the tools. He broke out the projection tools.
0: Currently, let's go over where we are now, and then we can kind of touch on what he said about the the future weeks here he has yeah. my record wrong in his future projection so that's never i, I don't mean to be harping on him he's gonna to listen to this and be mad at me patrick i'm not being mad i'm not mad this is a great gazette everyone's tired uh he has me at uh, only playing one game this week according well to did, did he
1: hopefully did he find his wallet that was big that was a big yeah we're drama. hoping we're hoping that yeah. patrick
0: found his wallet yeah he's just very yeah i tried to give yeah. him some emojis at the bottom hopefully that cheered him up a little bit of his of his uh, gazette there anyway let's current standings 9 through 14 which is the bubble as we call it here uh canucks 16 and 11 in ninth the islanders patrick 15 and 12 and 10th fly guys that's the flyers 15 12 and 0 in 11th and the final team currently in buffalo
1: sabers at 14 12 and one one time coupal uh... cup champion what's up at one point, I'm looking at it, and it has the Canucks and the Flyers at 16 and 11.
0: Okay. Maybe they hadn't finalized yet. Let's uh, let's go off to the real standings here. I just
1: went to combined and looked there, and it was fake. Oh, yeah, you're They're right. You're there. right.
0: Canucks and Flyers are both 16 and 11. Islanders, 15, 12. Buffalo, in, yeah, Buffalo's still in the right. last spot in 12, 14, 12, and 1. Right. Then you have the Rangers with 29 points, and then the Rangers and myself, the North Stars, are 14 and 13, 28 points. Tampa, 12 and 15. They are currently, what, five points out of the playoffs? Yes. So it's going to be tough, especially with all the teams vying for those last spots. Hartford in a similar boat, a point behind them.
1: Well, and, and, uh, and then, Toronto. And then,
0: did, Toronto, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say another growing thing to watch is the uh, the Jurassic Park Smith division, because... Winnipeg who has been consistently you know one of the best teams in the league now only he was one and two this week so two of his four losses on the season came this past week so Anaheim is now only one game behind Winnipeg for the top spot in the Smythe and Jelly with his strong week he's four back but like he's getting in the mix there but Anaheim Winnipeg is going to be a battle for the Smythe and by default a bye and an interesting seed going on there.
0: Absolutely. That, that, buy, that first round buy is so important. Everyone knows it. They're all playing for it. Pittsburgh only a four, uh, eight point lead on the Flyers, a four game lead in the uh, Patrick division, the at t Lily Patrick division, and then pretty much sealed up Chicago is 14 points clear of the Red Wings in the uh, Chick-fil-A Norris division. Uh, some games have already begun, Bill, because we are potting late. We're talking about schedules, and I know just to touch back and finish up with the uh, Gazette, the Gritty Gazette. Um, easier schedule for the Rangers as opposed to myself the rest of the way. and you can, It shows up right in this week's schedule where I have Winnipeg, Houston, and Detroit. Mm. Uh, all of them with single digit losses. So that's going to be a challenge. Uh, Houston and Detroit are both 19 and 8. Winnipeg's 23 and 4. But, Bill, I have a 0.25 points to zero lead on all three of them. We'll see if that holds up.
1: That's a doozy, get to, a doozy of a schedule you have.
0: Got to get out to a good lead, though, Bill. And that's what's important there.
1: And this is so this is the next to last week before playoffs. There are two,
0: yeah, we yeah. have
1: two regular season weeks, two, six this
0: games to go. Uh, Bill, what stood out from you from, from last week? If you had a chance to look at anything, anything particular, uh, anything odd happened or exciting happened in your eyes?
1: Um, I, I seemingly come back to the teams again uh, that don't have the greatest records. In Portland, uh, had another really solid week, and that he scored 128 points, but only snuck one win out with those 128 yeah, points. Yeah, that was unfortunate.
0: Uh, yep, because I was playing against me one. Yeah, uh, he, one was scared, you, he was he yeah. was scaring me all week.
1: Yeah, and Anaheim uh, beat him by three, 131-128. So Yep, um, saw that. Uh, I always pump up the hits, and two of the best teams in the league with hits faced off each other this week, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. It was 95-94 in hits in the week in that matchup. It was just a slugfest, and yet Montreal had 100 hits. So uh, kudos to those three teams who are near and dear to my heart because they just rack up hits.
0: Close games. You had Flyers squeak one out over Cal Golden Bears 99.5 to 98.5. hmm
1: Boston Vancouver was another outstanding When Boston's three and a week. He beat Vancouver by a point uh, two points and a half. 138.5 to 136.
0: Oh, geez. Flyers uh, actually they went two and one, but just barely. They barely beat Ottawa too. 99 and a half to 9575. They got stomped by Tampa, who just is Jekyll and Hyde, Toronto and, and and Tampa, we just cannot figure out, right, Bill?
1: Well, Toronto was the lowest scoring team in the week, I believe, too, which prompted all those you know transactions. So, could be interesting. Could be Winnipeg, interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah, Winnipeg, a solid week. Quebec and uh, those those trades really paid off. We talked about it, but uh, you know, you could you could say uh, the Hedman was the difference against uh, the Tampa uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in that game, one thirty nine, one twenty eight. With Hedman scoring uh, 22 points, that will swing a game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's a you know the, the moves that are made to try and solidify the division. Yeah, and uh, Joe made that move, and it looks like it's paying off. Uh, we talked about the standings a little bit, Bill, but uh, are there any which races are you most excited about to, to watch? Obviously, this Ducks Jets is the, the one to watch, but before that, before that even, it was Quebec Montreal Buffalo.
1: Yes, well, yeah, that whole division is still fascinating, and then yet though, I mean the the battle for that last spot really is something because uh, if I remember, Patrick alluded to it, and and, you know he Islanders went zero and three this week, so that's tough, and he's he's now sort of barely in the mix right now because Sabers is now caught up with a three and zero week, so he's in the last spot. Rangers is there, so there's actually. While the Penguins are atop the Patrick Division right now, those other teams are all one game apart. Flyers are 16 and 11, Islanders 15 and 12, Rangers 14 and 13. So that's going to be a lot of movement back and forth there in the Patrick too. Patrick in the Patrick. Absolutely, uh, let's, Bill. Let's uh, let's have our
0: you know two weeks to the end of the season. Who we think is going to win the league? Uh, individual awards. Let's oh, go wow. over that. Some of that's why not? We have a little bit of time here. Okay. Before you have to get out of here, uh, the Hart uh, Memorial Trophy. Is that MVP?
1: Uh, so that'd be,
0: yep. I mean, for all intents, it looks like it's going to be McDavid. He's twenty over twenty, about twenty-five points clear of his teammate uh, Leon Dreisidel.
1: It's not going to be Laurent Brasso, you don't think? Not, <laughs> I don't not think him. it's going to
0: be. I don't think. <laughs> Our two-weeks-to-go favorite for the Memor- Hart the uh, Memorial Trophy of the EHA It's going to go to Conor McDavid. He plays for Toronto, but currently his team is outside looking in, as so many Edmonton teams have uh, been in the past. Uh, Lady Bing, I don't know who we give that to. The, the least hits and the least penalty uh, minutes <laughs> by, a- by a regular. I don't know. I don't even know how we preview that, Bill. Um,
1: um, well, I mean, Austin Matthews, if I remember right, I think he only has like three minors all year. I don't know if that means he's the nicest player in the league, but um, I mean, it's certainly not going to be like Trent Frederick. <laughs> we know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I would just look at, I would just sort by minutes and then see who doesn't do bad things, or at least things that are you know mean.
1: I mean not are, a bad, I, I, mi- yeah.
0: Our Artemi Panarin, although he's only played 20 games, only has one minor penalty. He only has six hits. I mean, our, our Lady Bing can be different than the in real life Lady Bing, of course. The in real life winner last year was Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Aval- Avalanche. Yeah. So I, I'd say our early favorite is probably Panarin.
1: I mean, I mean that seems like a very reasonable pick. Sorry. Or maybe, an, maybe
0: uh, Elias Pettersson he should be up there
1: now one other thing to consider too um, mm-hmm. I always think of Cal Clutterbuck as like a grinder but he uh, only has four penalty minutes himself so
0: big hits they, guy though you can't have a lot of hits to win the the lady big yeah you're
1: right Kopitar I, what about Kopitar Kopitar is he, even, is he even doing well I mean yeah yeah I mean, it's, it's kind of like, like 30 assists I, I, get, I guess it's I mean because like McKinnon I mean if uh, yeah no you're right McKinnon Could wins be, it. So,
0: could, I mean, it could be a Kopitar. How about the Vesna? Because that's one we can talk about a little bit for top goaltender.
1: Well, I mean, I, I go back to Vasilevsky. He's so damn good.
0: He has a very big lead, but look, it's interesting the top five here, or even the top six if we include uh, Lankin in. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vasilevsky at almost 170. Uh, Phil Grubauer, 153.
1: He's, he's been excellent too. Yeah.
0: Uh, Thatcher Demko at 138. <laughs> Although he's twelve and ten, like his record isn't great, but he's putting can't, up numbers. Can't
1: fault him on the team he's on.
0: And then, yep. And Mark Andre Fleury, one hundred thirty-five. And then Varlamov is in the five spot at one twenty-one. And at one twelve is Kevin Lankinen, who is in the running. Um, for Calder has to be at least as mm-hmm. far as our league is concerned. Now that I'm sure the NHL will have different feeling about that. And that's actually the next award on our list. So let's talk. Let's talk rookies. Let's talk Calder. The top scoring rookie is Kevin Lankanen at 112 points, but it's a lot of goalies. We talked about this a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah. How many, just how many there are. Right.
0: Lankanen at 112. Vitek uh, Vanacek at 101. Who has, have, not, uh,
1: who has not played a minute of action all season on my. Rumors. Right.
0: Capo <laughs> uh, Kakanen from the Minnesota wild in real life. Also on Anaheim who has both Lankanen and Kakanen 95 and a quarter. Igor uh, Shusterkin. Yeah. In real life, Rangers is actually hurt right now. Is 55. Oh, this is just goalies. What am I doing?
1: Yeah, because you got Kaprizov right in the Capri
0: Kaprizov's in there. I was like, when is Kaprizov going to come up here? I think he's higher than that. Let's look at He has 79
1: 79 points.
0: 79 points. Puts him fourth, technically, after the three goalies. Then Josh Norris is actually fifth. 60 points from the uh, Ottawa Senators in real life. He's on the California Golden Seals in the EHA. That's kind of your five, right? Uh, Shesterkin kind of took himself out of the running by getting hurt. Ty Smith is a D man who's having a nice year, almost two points a game, but he's not at the level of. I mean, it's kind of a two. Would you call it a two horse race between Lankanen and Kaprizov? Even though, Venice, you know, Vanacek's been a nice story. So has Kakanen, but those two have been the real standouts as far as leading their team, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, but like, I mean. I- I still come back to how good Kackinen's been too. Like, I mean, I guess you have to if you have to pick a goalie. I guess you have to pick Lankanen. But like, I mean, yeah. No, Kak- I'm a has been so good.
0: As a wild fan, it's it's easy to see how great Capo uh, Kakinen has been. But uh, the award, right? The Calder is a national award, and I think maybe local Minnesota media might say, and it, it, it might make. M- more sense as far as logically looking at the numbers looking at even the fantasy numbers which are in favor of kakin and he's 95 to five to Kaprizov 79 to five but the energy that kaprizov's brought and the in the scoring that the wild didn't haven't had right they've had good goaltending i mean even dubnik before he became old and broken um gave them solid goaltending right I mean he certainly wasn't the problem a lot most of the time although the analytics will say otherwise at a certain point uh, last couple of years but he gave them a lot of good
1: I mean I I, I operate with an offensive bias I think though so like I mean I would yeah. I would always want to pick the offensive player more like and so I mean, I mean to me it's Kaprizov but that's I'm just I'm just a uh, GM of the Capitals
0: right I mean let's let me look at this because it's interesting Going back, uh, well, and,
1: and and if I recall too, I mean, Lankanen's just simply played so much more than Kakanen has in goal. Like he's made right. like two hundred more saves, if I remember right. So it
0: looks, it looks here like two thousand three hundred four. Andrew Raycroft was the last goalie to win the Calder.
1: Hmm. Andrew Raycroft.
0: Oh, Steve Mason won it. I'm sorry. Oh eight oh nine. Steve Mason for Columbus. Oh my.
1: I remember Steve Mason. Goodness, Good, yes,
0: yeah. So, and he was 21 years old when he won it. Raycroft was 23, which is the oldest, aside from Panero, who won it as a 24-year-old for the Blackhawks in 1516. One of the older Calder winners you're going to see. Hmm. Back to the early 90s. I mean, Sergei Makarov of the Cal- Calgary Flames won it as a 31-year-old in 8990. Ed Belfour was a 25-year-old Calder winner. In 1991 for the Hawks, but anyway, just getting back to it, it's going to forwards for the most part. The only yeah, D it's gone yeah. to in the last, the only defensemen have have got one the colder in the last decade was McCarr last year, Ekblad in 1415, and Tyler Myers for the Sabers in 0910. Wow, oh, 10,
1: you, ten years. Then you ago.
0: have to go all the way. yeah. Then you have to go all the way back to 0, 0203, Barrett Jackman, a defenseman for the blues uh, winning the Calder. So rarely to a goalie, rarely to a defenseman. We don't have any, I mean, there was the one defenseman I did mention um, in the uh, Ty Smith, who's kind of a real outside shot at this point, but it, it seems like either a two or three horse race, given that Washington is doing what Washington's doing. And but yeah, there's
1: plenty of time at this point now with Vanity Yeah. And Sam Sonoff. Yeah.
0: Whereas lankin is taking the reins in Chicago. Uh, Kakenin is, if he's not, you know, the number one by the public, you know, by the team's saying he's there by his play and then Kaprizov, who's been, uh, aside from this weekend, uh, tremendous offensively and really sparked the wild at the other end of the ice. So that we talked a long time about the EHA Calder, which doesn't even really exist, but uh let's do the rest of the trophies next week and then we'll 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 actually have to come up with them at the end of the year but yes. um let's just uh let's just move on to what we see coming up for the upcoming schedule bill we talked about my upcoming schedule which is very difficult before we get out of here um three top teams in the league for me any other schedules stick out to you bill
1: um goodness. any other game?
0: not this not schedules but just games
1: yeah, I, I remember. solid we, teams. I remember we. I mean, Chicago does have Buffalo this week and Pittsburgh, I think, and yep. Hartford. So like, yes. those are three. You know, you know if 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 we're Patrick and others rooting against Chicago, those are three chances there. Um, uh, if I remember right, though, too, um, Winnipeg has you. Yep. And and the Ducks and Pittsburgh. So, Oof, which, so that's tough too. Winnipeg coming off a two-loss week and trying to hold the division lead there has another tough set of games this week. So that's one I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on. Houston, Houston Anaheim is big uh,
0: in that division. And then, uh, yeah, I think you mentioned it, but um, Buffalo-Chicago, interesting game there. Any of the lower
1: tier teams squaring off, Bill? That we uh, have a look at. You have, know. um, I know the gold, golden. Let's see, Golden Seals play the Rangers, Blues, yep. and Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, or- I mean, can't. I mean, heck, let's look at Boston. Boston's got the Blues, the Sabers, and the Coyote. Well, Boston plays the Coyotes. There you go. So that could be That's- you know, if you if you're rooting for uh, feel good stories, you know. Hopefully, there's not a tie in that. You, yeah. At this point, you just want your team to be playing well, right? Because even if you're not making
0: the the real playoffs, the top twelve, you still have the tournament, uh, the uh, draft pick tournament to try and win the best chance at the number one pick in the rookie uh, entry draft next uh, year. Or so, or actually, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what year it is? Not me. Yeah. I wonder, so what's, what's, what, yeah go ahead I have,
1: Bill. i have to look to see if next week somehow maybe i play the coyotes because um, that would be that would be one for the record books right there the uh three and 24 capitals against the two and 25 coyotes i don't know if that's going to happen though
0: would be impressive We'd uh, love no
1: it. i don't oh, okay well,
0: let's uh what's your what's your game of the week going
1: in bill i'll tell you mine i mean winnipeg anaheim is pretty damn good matchup yep that was gonna be well
0: yours is winnipeg anaheim because mine was gonna be houston anaheim
1: well i mean both yeah yeah mm -hmm,
0: yep big for that division both uh yep those are huge games in i mean it could be decided if winnipeg has a huge week right and the ducks fall try off. to
1: try to distance himself and yeah in the head-to-head that's going to be just having a head-to-head is huge in that matchup so with two
0: weeks to go right yeah all right bill kind of a short pod this week but uh a lot going on we'll probably have a longer one next week and hopefully a guest uh but well to preface the last week of the season right we have to yeah it's gonna be huge people people want to come for that <laughs> absolutely if you know what i mean all right. Well, for for the bill, I'm the commish Perry. We want to thank all of you for listening to the Empire Hockey Pod. We'll be back next week with more. Happy hockey! Let's go wild! Let's stop getting blown out by the Colorado Avalanche. We'll any holes.